Howdy friends, this is Matt Sewell and you're listening to episode 64 of the Popecast, the only podcast about popes where you'll find non-boring stories about the popes and a reminder that all the world's problems have happened plenty of times before. Our sponsors this week are the folks over at Catholic Balm Co., where you can find the most exquisite beard balms, oils, lotion bars, and more. Head over to catholicbalm.co, catholicbalm.co, to check out their great variety of products. I personally use them, even though currently I'm just sporting a mustache. I know, for shame, but it's uh, it, the beard is on its way back. Don't worry, people. But catholicbalm.co, uh, enter the word Pope at checkout, P-O-P-E, to get 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's catholicbalm.co and the word Pope at checkout. Thanks again to Catholic Balm Co. for sponsoring the Popecast. Now, I know we don't normally do special guests on two straight episodes, let alone three, but we thought we'd start out 2021 off with a bang. So this week, we've got another special arrangement, this time a crossover with the excellent podcast, The Quizzical Papist, your extraordinary form bar trivia featuring Father Brad and Grace. If you've ever been to bar trivia in real life, or if Maybe you can even remember what that's like after the long winter of 2020. That's ex- that's the exact structure of their show, and as a result, this crossover. So Grace and I battled it out over two rounds with Father Brad asking the questions. The first half you'll find on the Quizzical Papist, so be sure to go over there to start to see how Grace and I fared in the first round. Our our half of the show has the second round and the final results of the what you might call the Great Papist Showdown. I really hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is the second half of our Quizzical Papist Popecast crossover. Welcome back to the second half. Uh, This round is worth seven points each, so you can come back, Matt. Aren't you excited? Yes. <laughs> I am riveted at the opportunity to destroy Grace in the second round. No. Hopefully. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Question number one, round two, seven points. Not under the Tuscan sun. <laughs> the VORG, or the Vatican Observatory Research Group, has headquarters and telescopes in Castel Gandolfo and what American state? Ooh, locked in. I am lo- I am locked in also. Wowzers, or y'all wait, are drat. smart. Now I'm second guessing myself. Okay, Grace is no longer very smart. <laughs> My first instinct was Arizona. Um, there's a episode of the Catholicism series where Baron goes there and talks about, um like science and faith and stuff. But then my second thought was like, oh, snap, maybe it's New Mexico. I always get stuff confused in Arizona and New Mexico. I think I'm just going to go with Arizona. That was my gut, so I'm going to go with my gut. Okay. So uh, Grace goes with Arizona. Matt, what do you have? Arizona also, yep. Sweet. Yeah, well, because it's not under the Tuscan or Tucson which nice. uh, so so the papal observatory is like it the, in Tucson it's in Tucson That's Arizona okay. um the the headquarters and then they have a major telescope off on a mountain i think uh, mount graham is its name and it's it's a little bit further out and the, and that moved because uh, the pollution in rome moved uh, originally the observatory oh. out to castel gandolfo from rome and then castel gandolfo had too much pollution so they moved it to the the uh, clean air of the american <laughs> southwest 
So, Sweet. yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. People don't understand that or know that, um, but the church is a really big player in the astrophysics kind of community. I mean, we have one of the best uh, telescopes in the world in Arizona. What is like, how, what, what's the percentage of, uh, I didn't know the story of why I was in Tucson, but I knew that there was the, like, how many craters of the moon? What are the percentage that are named after Jesuits? Oh, a lot. Like we Jesuit had a question showers? about that. Like all, all them, right? I, I, you're right. I, I had a question about this. I think I had a question about this. I think I hosted it. that episode. It's true. So I don't know. I know the ones that are named after Dominicans because I care about them more. <laughs> um, but so. <laughs> Where's your little air horn? I'm joking. The Jesuits are awesome. I love you, you little turds. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, this is on your. Wait, I'm so sorry. This is on your. <laughs> Your hey, feed. hey, hey, if there's a place to talk about Jesuit tricks, it is the Popecast. Okay. <laughs> Love awesome. it. Okay. Well, uh, question number two, you both got it. Light camera popes. <laughs> that's, that's the best I could do. Sorry. <laughs> um, the critically acclaimed 1969 movie, The Shoes of the Fisherman, uh, is a story about Russia, the church, the Cold War, and the election of a new pope. The movie ends with the Pope doing what outrageous thing? It's fictional? It's fictional. I like literally have no idea. Yeah, me neither. I'm just guessing here. <laughs> I mean, it got, uh, there's two, I think it got two Academy Awards. Um, one was for music. I don't think it was like the best written, but um, it is, it is a relatively well-known movie. And I mean, Father Josh Johnson got this, so. Wow. He, got, he got the answer? Shoes, he got the answer. Shoes of the Fisherman? The Shoes of the Fisherman. Funny answers are welcome. <laughs> Can you confirm or deny whether or not the answer is a funny answer? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's outrageous. <laughs> All right. Whack. Is it, is it zany? Uh, is I'm, it wacky? I'm sticking with my adjectives. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to lock in. It's probably wrong. Okay. Grace is locked in. Talk it out, Matt. <laughs> well, like my first, my first instinct is to say like bombed Russia or something like nuked. Him. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that too. <laughs> but if it, but if it like, <laughs> it's pretty outrageous. That's outrageous. It's like how many of us don't, you know, have a dreamed of just being like, you know, what would happen if? No, I'm kidding. That's that, terrible. That would be that would be like ridiculous. That's what it would be. <laughs> it would be terrible, but especially since the book was written in like 63, like the year after Pachamentaries, where John the 23rd was like, <laughs> nukes, for peace. nukes are not good. <laughs> nukes right. are not good. good. So there was that. And then my second thought was like, uh, Tiananmen Square type, like going and laying in front of a tank or something. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, man, you should write some, uh, I know you should write a movie, Matt. Some heretical movie. I'm pretty sure bombing Russia is not the right answer. So I'll go with like cells, St. Peter's Basilica or something. That'll be my answer. Okay. Cells, St. Peter Basilica. Grace, what'd you say? I said moving the Vatican to Russia. Oh, <laughs> which would be pretty outrageous. Dang. That's pretty outrageous. So, man. I don't know what that would solve, but <laughs> oh, it, it, would, it would seem like an attack on like the Russian Orthodox. Uh, that's Church, true. You know? Yeah, they'd that's be, true. They'd be like, what are you? He doing? like wants to keep a closer eye on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, keep your enemies closer. <laughs> They're not enemies. Yep. No, <laughs> too longs. Too longs. Okay, um, it actually is selling the church's wealth to feed the poor of uh, China. That Wait, makes sense. The poor of what? China. Of China. Yeah. Wow. Matt got it. 
He said what? sell St. Peter's and like that's a part of it. Oh wow. Okay. Good for so, you, Matt. He literally All that's right. outrageous, right? And it's outrageous because a couple of things. I mean, this is like it, it's I think it was a good thought process, Matt, because you know, very wealthy Hollywood always <laughs> wants the church to sell their, you know, <laughs> priceless uh yeah. like treasures, but they want to keep their mansions and cars and stuff like that. But no, the church should sell it and then after one generation there would be no beautiful art in the public domain like for for all of um, you know, the world and and the world's poor and the world's rich and the world's everybody to to appreciate and it wouldn't really solve the problem. So mm-hmm. that's why it's outrageous. Okay, uh so that keep your points, 7 points for you. Zero points for Grace. Booyah! Seven points yep. in round two. Oh, yeah, man. I, Whoa. I, I okay. raise the bar when I come <laughs> over to the Pope cast. Your feed, you. your feed is a lot richer. Fiery Nuns. Question number three. Fiery Nuns. <laughs> Sister Pascalina Reinhardt, or Madre Pascalina, was the uh, secretary and confidant of which Pope, who himself had a complicated relationship with other Germans? Uh, locked in. She's a secretary and confidant of a pope who, she's German, I'm assuming, Reinhardt. Reinhardt. So when you said other Germans, you're referring other than her. Um, so obviously the first thought might be Benedict because he's German, but it's a complicated relationship with other Germans. I would assume, so I know that Pius Twelfth was a, like, ambassador or something, I can't remember what it's called, to Germany. Um, he was, like, a diplomat or something. Nuncio. Nuncio, thank you. Um, and so I'm thinking it could be him because I think he, like, really loved the German people. And I'm pretty sure he was the one that wrote that encyclical in German that was, like, basically against Nazism or whatever. Um, so that would be a pretty complicated relationship. Um, so I'm going to go with Pius Twelfth. Grace says Pius Twelfth. Matt? Grace, you are sharp. That's what I said too. It is Pius Twelfth himself who gets a bad rap um, because people are dumbos and they don't <laughs> actually know history. <laughs> like uh, she, she, she was his uh, like, yeah, Right hand nun, like she. <laughs> right hand nun. She she ran his charitable, like the the papal charitable um, response to world charitable response Man, is she to in, World um, War II. The have y'all seen the movie The Scarlet and the Black? No. Oh, oh Matt, I've, I've heard. Oh, of it. you need to watch it. Oh, actually, it's it's not exactly the best um, historically. No, historically, okay. it's not the best historically with Pius XII because it makes it look like he wasn't as aware of the underground stuff that was going on, like hiding Jews in the Vatican and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Although like, I think in reality he was extremely aware of what was happening and part of being instrumental in like how it was working. But it's really the story of Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty, who was an Irish um, Monsignor who worked in the Vatican. And he was like the kind of mastermind between or like getting all the people where they needed to go in order to save them from the Nazi occupation in Rome. But it's like a super um, it's like it was made in the 80s. It's with uh, Gregory Peck and it's like a thriller, but it's a true story, you know, for the most part. And it's really good besides the cheesy 80s music. The story about that. Well, about that sister, I think like people were so threatened by her that apparently after Pius died, they like froze her out. 
they like booted her. Wow. From yeah. All they, the things. Because she, yeah, she was so powerful. People, and she was actually one of the only three women that were in the conclave that elected him. Like they, they obviously didn't have votes. They were cardinals, but, but they were like helping and like bringing mm-hmm. stuff and this and that. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, she was awesome. Father Father Josh said there's a movie about her. Oh. And he Father Josh gave me this trivia question. So nice. wow. that's pretty cool. Shout out, Father Josh. Um okay, question number four. Par- Pope Barbarossa. Innocent the twelfth, born Antonio Pagnatelli, uh, was Pope from sixteen ninety one to seventeen hundred. He is mostly known for fighting a hard, decisive battle against nepotism in the church and for being the last pope since 1700 to wear what? Locked in. Last pope since 1700 1700. to wear what? Oh, gosh. And Matt's locked in, so talk it out, Grace. Hmm. Okay. My first thought is wrong because the papal tiara was last worn, I think, by John the... 23rd question mark. It was in the 20th century. I know that. Paul the sixth. Yeah. It was Paul the sixth. Okay. So that was Which not. you've seen that TR. Yes. In uh the Basilica. Well, I think there's probably several, huh? Oh, uh, maybe. But there was one that he wore sure. in the, in America. So it was in the Basilica in DC. It's also not the red um, clothes or whatever that the Pope used to wear because that was Pius V who wore the Dominican habit who made the Popes wear white after that. Um, and he was like back in like Reformation time period, right? Was he the, the Dominican? Yeah, Pi- Pius V. Because that's, yeah, that's definitely Trent. Like, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. Trinity so that's like way back in, you know, Although 1500s. That's not, even, that's not a true story. It's common. It's one of the most really? common misconceptions actually. Yeah. Whoa, Gregory, tell us. Yeah, I think it was uh, Gregory the Tenth, maybe. But it was like in the twelve hundreds. Oh, there's a little like disciplinary handbook that exists. It's like the first recorded instance of like describing papal garb. Interesting. The white okay. cassock, the red cape, which I forget the name of. Wow. Um, so that is anyways. totally urban legend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, it makes sense, but because he was a Dominican. But, right. Um, wow. Yeah. I'll have to stop telling my classes that. Whoops. Um. (laughs) I also have to stop telling them that Nicholas punched Arius. I think, right? Uh, But do we really want to tell people, not stop telling people that? No, I don't want to stop it. He did something. He assaulted him. He insulted him. Took off his glove and slapped him. That's that's better. What about, okay, I'm thinking, so the papal states are still around at this point. So what about armor? I'm going to say armor. Hmm, that's interesting. Armor. Okay, well, I guess it's wrong. <laughs> I know. I can never react because then I you give it away. Read. It's interesting and wrong. What do you say, Matt? A beard. <gasps> Pope Barbarossa Grace. Uh, you didn't okay. think of the category no, I didn't. All. I didn't. You're right. So, I don't think I would have gotten that anyway. And, and, and Matt is rocking a great mustache <laughs> right now. And his and this Pope Innocent the Twelve had a great mustache as well. It was like a goatee-ish thing. It was fun. Uh, They're but, like they almost have like Fu Manchus, like a handful of those Renaissance popes. Yeah, kind of yeah, it was interesting. Strange look, but still pretty epic. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, he was the last one to note. So that's a lot of years. You know, three hundred. Over 300 years of no facial hair. Is there a reason for that or is it just... Yeah, I think there's a tradition where it's just in a... It's in the tradition where you didn't do that and they kind of started breaking it in the Renaissance. Correct, Matt? I think maybe because like beards were seen... 
I think you're right for one because there was a period where they didn't and then they had facial hair again because it was commonly associated with like being in a state of penance hmm. like there was a pope who was imprisoned in like the Castel Sant'Angelo or whatever it is mm-hmm. and grew out a beard because he was being imprisoned and Rome was being sacked or something he also was a terrible pope Clement <laughs> something I think um, All so I-, I think that's right I'm not actually sure why they stopped yeah. All I know is beards are glorious and they're a sign of masculinity. And, um, you know, they're very, they're very much the fruit of our labor. You know, women birth babies. Oh my gosh. Men okay. Father babies. Ryan. <laughs> Father Ryan. That's is, a straight steal from Father Ryan. <laughs> it is. He says it to pregnant women who are like, are literally almost about to give birth. And then they literally are about to punch him and have like rage in their eyes. And then he starts laughing. And, it, and we laugh and we all laugh. Oh, there's a story about John Paul II. So, uh, Father Wayner, who's the, uh, the, the, the rector at Notre Dame seminary in New Orleans who was my rector, he tells this story of that he heard from a, a guy who taught at the Knack. And there was uh, this line when this was John Paul, whenever uh, he was in office and, and, um, and there was this line of seminarians and the seminarians all had, you know, they were lined up, they were meeting them. And there was this one guy from the United States who's from, I think, Chicago. And so he spoke Polish, like he's from a Polish community. And, and so he spoke to the Pope in Polish and the Pope like kind of went back to him and he goes, you can speak Polish. And he goes, yes, like in Polish. And he goes, understand this, shave your beard (laughs) in Polish. That's amazing. He like, he hated facial hair and he thought it was unbecoming of like, of, of clerics. And so this American Polish seminarian, he like, he he had to have been wrecked. Like he was probably just standing there staring like, what the heck? This is the one time I meet the Pope and that's what he tells me. He goes, do you understand this? Shave your beard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I bet John Paul would tell you to cut your hair. Oh no. (laughs) Last question around two papal style. Speaking of, Mm. Uh, but this isn't like style, like clothes or Mm -hmm. hair. This is like titles, right? Mm. So a style is an official title. So how many clauses or phrases is the official style of the Pope? Okay. The official style of the Pope. And here's an example from like the British monarch style, official style. So name, but that doesn't count. Right. So name. By the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and of her other realms and territories, queen, head of the Commonwealth, defender of the faith. Good so, gracious. So, and this is uh, the French, the, the, the le- legitimists uh, claim uh, French uh, crown is this most high, most potent and most excellent prince blank by the grace of God, King of France and of Navarre, most Christian majesty. So like that one is most high, most potent, most excellent prince by the grace of God, King of France and of Navarre and most Christian majesty. That's six clauses. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's clauses. It's not not words. words. It's like clauses. They're like separated separated by commas. And this is closest to. I have literally no idea. So I'm going to lock in. Okay. Grace locks in. Matt, what are you thinking? You you study this. From my armchair. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think of all the ones and I'm thinking that there's like the, whatever it is, most high, most reverent, his awesomeness. Like there's gotta be something <laughs> like awesome. in front of the titles. Okay. Uh, so it's probably like something, something, his holiness, vicar of Christ, pontifex maximus, servant of the servants of God, Bishop of Rome, Pope, whatever, whatever. So that's five. I'm going to say 
Seven. Okay, Matt says seven. Grace, what'd you lock in with? I thought of all of those, well, almost all of those, and I went with four. Wow, okay. Um, well, it is nine. Ooh, so, so, <laughs> so read it, I want to hear. Okay, so it's like his name, which I'm uh-huh. not counting, okay. Bishop of Rome, uh-huh. Vicar of Christ, Successor of the Prince of the Apostles, ah. Supreme Pontiff of the Universal Church, Patriarch of the West, Primate of Italy, Metropolitan Archbishop of the Province of Rome, Sovereign of the State of Vatican <laughs> City, Servant of the Servants of God! <laughs> And then he comes in with his like background music. Steve Martin comes in. Steve Martin comes in with background music, his like a wrestler music, like da 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 da. Woo! Okay. Anyway, that's awesome. So, so it really was all the titles that we're used to hearing, just all squished together. I guess. I think I would have not gotten all the like metropolitan stuff or whatever. Primate of Italy. I didn't even know that. Patriarch yeah. of the West is my favorite little inclusion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that that makes sense, though. I'm not, like, surprised by that. So, on his own feed, he turned it on. <laughs> it's like his home court. Yeah. Home court advantage. Exactly. Uh, coming out of... Please, please, the, the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, coming out of round two, uh, Matt of the Pope cast has 52 points, blue by grace of pints with Chesterton and the Quizzical Papist, and she only has 34, no, 32? 36. No, 36 points. Don't shortchange me. I will not do that. So it gets us to <laughs> final grace, the final mercy. I'm going to give you the category. There's three questions. You got to get two out of the three. And if you get only one out of the three or no out of the three, you lose the points you wagered. So this comes down to wager, okay? Linus Cletus Clement is the category. I'm locked in. Grace is locked in? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, both teams locked in. Here's your extreme unction questions. Linus. Linus Van Pelt is not the leader but a member of what famous group? A popular author once said of him, Linus is the house intellectual, bright, well-informed, which I suppose may contribute to his feelings of insecurity. Second question. Cletus. Deputy Cletus Hogg is a fictional character featured in what American television series from 1980 to 1985? He's played by Rick Hurst. Cletus Hogg. And finally, Clement. This 12-time All-Star and 7-time Cy Young recipient was famous not only for his pitching prowess, but for his aggressive style, cemented by throwing a bat at Mike Piazza, who's Catholic, (laughs) in 2000, and possible steroid, steroid use late in his career. Do we have to get all three of these? No, two out of the three. Okay, okay. Trivia is my literal favorite. I don't think I ever told you that, but like, I'm, this is just like, so I'm literally on the edge of my seat. You're, you're, here. you're, you're, you're having fun. You're having fun. <laughs> you yes, don't listen to our very... podcast on the regular. Yeah, you should listen. <laughs> it's, it's basically this. <laughs> okay. I'm behind, but I have, but I, I definitely subscribe. Don't worry. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, we'll do Linus. Uh, so everyone's locked in Linus, uh, Linus Van Pelt is not uh, the leader, but a member of what famous group? Grace, 
peanuts. Matt? Oh, crap. I was thinking way more. I said the Inklings. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I Wait, love it. So listen to it. Love it. He's a member uh, and then a popular author once said of him, he's the house intellectual, bright, well-informed, which I suppose I might like... contribute to his feelings of insecurity. The safety blanket. <laughs> that's, that's, the that's, safety blanket. That's Charles yeah. uh, Schultz said that of him. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Cletus, uh, Deputy Cletus Hogg, is a fictional character featured in what American television series, Grace? I guessed this one completely, Beavis and Butthead. Nice. Uh, Matt? Uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, it is the Dukes of Hazard. Okay. So now yeah, it comes no down to the last question. 12-time All-Star, 7-time Cy Young recipient, famous for throwing a bat at Mike Piazza. Grace? Roger Clemens? Matt. Roger Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens, which Clemens is another form of Clement, which right. just means merciful, which is funny because he wasn't very <laughs> merciful to all the batters. <laughs> um, so you both get two out of the three, different two, but you get two out of the three, which means it comes down to wager. Grace, what'd you wager? I wagered all of it. 36. 36. So you end up with 72. Matt, what'd you wager? I wagered all of it also. Oh, Dang. Drats. All in. He ain't going to not show know, up for his listeners. So Matt of the Pope cast. Good job, Matt. All of his fans, all his listeners are cheering. <laughs> Matt, the most benevolent. I was going to say he needs a, a big title. Like he needs the a style. The most benevolent. The most informed. <laughs> the most prepared. The armchair theologian of all popes. Mm. Or historian, wow. I guess. Well, he's, our, he's also... The Swiss Guard of the Week. That's true. So my fault being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. And so Swiss Guard of the Week. Congratulations, Swiss Guard of the Week. Um, You have won. So what is your shout-out? We go around and give shout-outs kind of like what what we should read, what we should listen to, um, a prayer request, a a favorite saint you've been thinking about and praying to. Uh, yeah, my shot of the week, uh, this may lose me followers, but I don't care. Uh, let us dream by Pope Francis His new, the new book that he came out with is, um, yeah, I am, I have been red pilled as the kids say on Whoa. Pope Francis <laughs> even more. I've, I've always like thought that he always got a bad rap. Um, and that if you just like read what he actually wrote and kind of take with a grain of salt, the things that he says on plane interviews and all that sort of thing off the cuff, um, that, you know, there's nothing wrong with him and that there might even be like a lot of really good prophetic stuff. But yeah, let us dream his new book is super fantastic. Um, he like, he talks a lot about his heart, like his own, where he, how he's gotten to this point in his life. The reasons he does the things that he does. He is also a papal history buff, by the way. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, he's a Jesuit. Um, I just like made these mugs for patrons. Um, but one of the quotes is so good. I'm showing these guys on zoom, but for those who can't see me right now, it says, once you know papal history, there's not much that goes on in the church today that can shock you. <laughs> when he was like, literally, I was like, when I saw that, I just said the Pope just described the point of my podcast like better than I ever could. Wow, perfect. Um, but he was exiled for a while, right? The backstory to that, really quick. Uh, when he was, he had like been a superior, and in the book he talks about, it, he's like, I was basically kicked out of being a superior, and I earned it because I was really harsh. And so he had to spend like two years marooned in some place where he basically just like said mass, heard confessions, and read. Like there was nothing else for him to do. And he read a 37 volume history of the popes by Ludwig Pastor. Wow. Which is like this huge, yeah, it's like huge tone, but it's like super in depth. I have um, some of them behind me, four of the 37 volumes. Um, 
But anyways, that, and then it's just like, you understand why he picked the name Francis mm. um, in terms of like rebuilding the church. And he like, this is this like prophet who doesn't care what either side is saying about him. He's like, I know that I'm called to follow the Lord and care for the marginalized. And like, he's totally aware of everybody trying to twist his words on like the Amazon synod and like all of these other things. Anyways, um, women in the church, like he, t- he touches on all these topics and, rises above like the the common divisions that we're all just arguing about all the time it seems like um to like show us the third way which is the lord's way so anyways that's the sense that i get so um not perfect i don't think but it's really really good so that would be my shout out and uh thanks for having me on your own show (laughs) yeah hey this is a sweet crossover second crossover in uh podcast history i don't know how many crossovers you guys have done but uh Done a few. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, uh, you did. You had a uh, catching foxes. No, well, this is the first speaking. one where like ours is on his feed. He's on no our uh, feed. pines with Jack. Good point. Pines Bo- with Jack. Booyah. Yep. Um, okay. So Grace. Um. So I think did I shout out the woman who was Chesterton already? I yes, feel like I did. did. Okay, did. cool. Well, I'm gonna shout it out again because it's awesome. Oh. I also want to shout out um, Chesterton's Christmas poetry. I don't know if I shouted that out either. I might have. But either way, you should go look it up because it's amazing, particularly the poem called Gloria in Profundis, which means Gloria in the Depths or Glory in the Depths. Um, Anyway, super awesome poem about the incarnation. Also um, sort of related, but also kind of unrelated to spiritual things. Um, There is a audible. uh, Well, I guess. I guess his stuff isn't technically connected with Audible, but um, there was a, a reader. What do you we call it? Like a narrator, somebody who reads audiobooks and records them, um, who passed away, I think, back in like 2005 or something. But his name is Frederick Davidson, or that was his, um, I guess, book name, screen name, something. Um, but he reads a lot of Chesterton's works, um, particularly the first two installments of Father Brown Mysteries. And he's just delightful. And his voice is awesome. And he has this very particular, intense British accent. Um, And I have just been enjoying things. But I found out that if you're an Audible subscriber, he has recorded over 200 books. And a lot of his books are free with your Audible subscription. And so I just searched his name and like any books I wanted to read, like classic works that he recorded. Um, a lot of them were, were free. So anyways, I just want to shout him out. Frederick Davidson, awesome audiobook reader. Legit. I, I mean, literally I was, that's what I was going to do. I've been listening. I've listened to all your episodes on pints with Chesterton. Um, I am loving it. I, I forget how much art and beauty and poetry affects my spirituality and my relationship with the Lord, how much he moves my heart through through beauty and not same, just same. like syllogisms and, and, and just sitting down and like trying to pray. It's like, no, let the Lord move me. And so I've, I've started Exodus 90. I know I'm drinking a beer, but it's Sunday and I'm one of those guys. Okay. So <laughs> shut your mouth. And, um, and so I, so I'm not like getting on, you know, social media or like checking mm-hmm. or watching golf YouTube videos at night <laughs> anymore. So like I'm literally listening or reading, uh, the innocence of father Brown, other books and, and, and innocence of father Brown is just rocking my world. It's, it's so, so good. <laughs> it's so spiritually beautiful. Like, yeah. like I want to be father Brown, but I'm so not. 
and you know that. I do. But it's okay. It's okay. So uh, go listen to Innocence of Follow Brown and then listen to the commentary by the girls at Pints with Chesterton. That's all I have. And uh, so what we do, Matt, is we consecrate every episode to Jesus through Mary by just saying a a Hail Mary. Um, And what I'm going to do is mute you, though, since it'll be like delayed and all wonky. Sound good? (laughs) Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full Full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, you've been listening to the Popecast with Father Brad, <laughs> with Matt Sewell, and, and, and then uh, Quizzical Papist with Matt Sewell and uh, Grace Krause. So uh, just, just uh, you know, do all the things. Email, email Matt. Give him subscribe subscribers. Give him, <laughs> give him in his reviews. In fact, go listen to his show, review his show, and then in the review, give him titles. Like give him a style. Like give him his oh his papal style. That's be actually great. what we need. Yep, yep. Yeah. Give him the the Pope cast style. What is his title going to be? Good job. I like that. Like that. I'll, I'll even I'll even throw in okay a free Pope cast mug to the, the best one. So you can nice. and I'll, we can we can expand it in case people don't have like iTunes or something. But ping me on Twitter, the Pope cast or Instagram with your best title suggestions, and then we'll make it interesting. You guys can count too. So. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Well, God bless everyone. Peace.